My name is Matt Brown. Rebound Carolina! And the fairy tale ride for the Tar Heels continues. And Coach K's legendary career has come to a close. And let's start the show. What's going on? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, April 6, 2022, and what a week it has been. And we're going to talk about all things Final Four and wrap up this March Madness season. But before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProudConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yeah, we have our first show of the week on a Wednesday. Not a usual thing of course but what happened was our Tuesday our show that was scheduled for Tuesday I'm recording it right uh we're Wrestlemania reaction pod which will come out on Friday as we're recording the podcast uh you know I do these shows out of my apartment right now and there is a fire alarm somebody burnt some chicken downstairs the fire department came and uh you know that was an inconvenient 30 minutes the thing that made this uh, not work on Monday was that I had to immediately record another podcast. So um, I actually am recording with AJ and Ryan again. We're rescheduling our Tuesday show, and it's going to come out on Friday. And we're going to record the second half of our show and then send it out to you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world. So that's why we didn't have a show on Tuesday. But today, we are going to react to the historic ending to a historic March Madness season. Kansas is the Division I college men's basketball champion in the NCAA, and they capped off an incredible season with an incredible comeback against the University of North Carolina. And it was worth staying up very late on a Monday night to see this comeback unfold. So it was really cool, and then also reacted to the final four games that took place on Saturday, you know, how the teams got there, whether it's Kansas's beat down to Villanova or UNC's head-to-head battle with Duke, ultimately ending in them winning the game and ending Coach K's career. We want to give our reaction to that. Alex Ranelli is here with me to reflect on this historic Final Four weekend, and an even more historic national championship game. So let's get to it. Alex Ronelio, you're here again. Let's talk college hoops for the last time. Let's conclude March Madness. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. It was a great weekend of college hoops, a great Monday after that. It was historic in all fronts, a historic beatdown, a historic 
battling of two warrioric franchises you would see in Duke and then a historic comeback after that. So you got the big three there, historic comeback, beat down, and wire to wire game. Alex Ronelio's here. What'd you uh ultimately think of the final four week? It was everything you wanted for? Hi, Matt. Happy to be back. Yeah, it was uh it was an amazing game. Came down to the wire the way um I myself expected it. Um didn't expect, you know, some of the things that we saw in the first half and um eventually what happened in the second half, but uh it was amazing how it, it shook out, and I'm, I'm excited to break it down with you. Indeed, indeed. So, yes, first with the Kansas and Nova game, to talk about how our two teams got there, did you expect it to turn out to be such a runaway game? It, it seems like the uh, Villanova being shorthanded really affected them after all. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I – when when we had the when we had the previous uh, uh, pregame show um, to the final four, I I basically said that I talked about uh, Villanova really only had one way to win this game and to even stay in it for that matter. Gillespie had to play out of his mind. Um, mm-hmm. They had to play a buttoned up game offensively, and they had to really slow things down and try to change the pace in a way that gets Kansas um, into foul trouble. And um, for the first half, they, they kind of did that, but they had such a slow start out of the gates that they dug themselves too big a hole. And um, it kind of played out the way we expected. Yes, it did. And ultimately, a resilient team wound up taking the crown. And, the you know, shouts to Jay Wright, the Villanova team that had various expectations. I don't think people really saw him going that deep. And ultimately, they proved us wrong and uh, good yep. good enough for their run. But um, Jayhawks take this one. And then when yep. we transitioned to the Duke and North Carolina game with what? There's over 18 <laughs> lead changes. Maybe I'm a few numbers off. Um, maybe I'm a few numbers off, but it was everything you wanted in a somewhat anticlimactic ending. There wasn't a really a buzzer beat or anything like that. It came down to uh, the free throws and something that has always been said throughout March Madness and something we have brought up a few times on this show is it's all on your free throws, especially. And then when we see Duke with with Williams missing those two, um, made the whole difference and sadly might have, it looks like it cost Coach K the rest of his career. But what did you think of this game? How about that? It's everything we asked for. Did you enjoy every second of it like any other hardcore fan? I did. I loved every minute of it. Uh, it was so back and forth. You could feel the intensity in the, uh, in the stadium. And, uh, no, it was everything that it was, uh, it was made out to be um, in advertising. So I was very fortunate to watch it. Um, going back and forth down the stretch, you know, it had every bit of momentum shifting from both sides and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it sucked to see Coach K go out the way he did, but I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty, uh, it was pretty amazing how those kids battled for him because I thought that they made it a lot further than some people, including myself, thought that they would make the, in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the game was, it was exciting. It was electric. Uh, Baycott, you know, had a dominant game on the boards. He had another, um, he had another uh, uh, marginal 2020 game. Manic, um, you know, played a great game. 
really orchestrating things. And Caleb Love was out of his mind in the second half and really essentially had the game that sealed the deal for them in um, late in the uh, in the, uh, the the waning moments of the game. So that was pretty cool. And um, just happy for all those kids and um, on both sides, for that matter, how far they made it. But uh, it was happy to see UNC prevail, too. So with this now and the big stipulation in like a career-threatening match in wrestling, uh, Coach K loses, makes it to a Final Four, only the second time he lost in the Final Four. But, you know, it just came down to a better contested team. And mm-hmm. what, what do you do now for the rest of eternity? The Tar Heel Nation has the ultimate bragging rights. They retire him off his home court and knock him out in the final four for the first time ever compete. The first time ever these two schools went against each other in the tournament. If you're Coach K, shouldn't you just go back? Give me a mulligan this one time. (laughs) Like, wow, that's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow the rest of your life. It's like it's like uh, when you seen Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, when that Nazi and that American in the final scene, they have that knife yeah. fight and he stabs him in the chest and says, shh, shh, shh. That's literally the Tar Heels to Duke and Coach K's career. Anyway, yeah. stay off the morbid stuff. <laughs> what, what do you do now? You're just going to have, what would you do? How would you react if you're Coach K? Well, let me say, you, you switch. You have a Freaky Friday yeah. moment. Yeah. What do you do? Do you just. Tell them, don't mention it. <laughs> oh, man. I, the, 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 the issue with those, with those schools, especially like, you know, Duke and Kentucky is all, you got a lot of one and done students. So it's really, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> right. contingencies with any chance of coming back, but you know, he, he's got to kind of pull a Brady here. Um, if he wants ultimate, <laughs> if he wants ultimate redemptive powers, he's got to go sit down with the woman at home and say, look, you know, I don't want to go out on these terms. This is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. And, uh, especially to go out, you know, the way we did on our, on not only on our home court at the end of the regular season, but then for them to do it, double time us um, down in new Orleans. Uh, but a few weeks later, it, um, it, it would bother me for the rest of my life. So I'm sure he's going to have that long talk. Um, it'll probably be the second most awkward talk next to um, who's burying who in a few oh, years. Boy. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> not to get too morbid either but um no i mean if i was him i would definitely be uh in his corner ringing sound in the bell to take it uh for one more year yeah well maybe he has to seriously consider it people yeah. have done stranger things so now we go to the national championship kansas north carolina at first it seems like the game was going to be over after the first half Mm-hmm. It seemed everything that can't that uh, UNC was making was going shooting was going in, and then Kansas they couldn't hit anything. They couldn't hit yeah. a layup or go on the perimeter or the three. It was tough. So it's forty to twenty five in the first half, and then I don't know. All it takes is an epic run, yeah. and ultimately the Jayhawks overcome this comeback. They win the national championship for someone who thought for many people thought this was the weakest number one seed. Well, mm-hmm. I guess the joke is on 
them because Kansas won in this yep. tournament that has been a lot of fun. Alex, what's your reaction to this game? And was this more of a choke or more of a comeback? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take any discredit away, any credit away from Bill Self and and those kids, but this was a total choke job. Um, really? You go into the half up 16, it, it, the way, and it wasn't even just the way, it wasn't even the margin that they went into the um, into the half with. I, I misspoke. I didn't mean 16, but um, the way they went into the half, the momentum they had and the way they were playing, dominating the glass, getting to the free throw line. Um, they had so many second chance opportunities on offense that even though they couldn't capitalize on, they were still getting those looks early in the second half. So I, I felt very confident if I was anybody on UNC's side of the ball um, going into going into the locker room. Um, I thought that they had total control, um, even though they weren't hitting their shots. I felt like they had total control of the pace and the spacing on the on the floor. Um, I thought they were getting anything they wanted, essentially. Um, and they out-rebounded them by 20, uh, 55-35 for the game, uh, 24 – 24 to eight just on offense. And that was just an, it was just an absolute annihilation. And that was with Baycott on a bum knee. So a uh, bum ankle. Right. So, it, um, but the, the, the real true telling thing was just 31% shooting for the night. And in the second half, you know, that's the opportunity where if you're UNC and you're going to continue to build on that margin, you have to start making shots and uh, they couldn't do it. Um, Kansas outscored them by 18, uh, they, they distributed the ball well. They got out on the run. Um, five guys had 12 points or more, um, including Remy Martin, you know, running the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all got out in transition, and they were just made more shots. And uh, um, once they got going and they cut and they cut the deficit, um, uh, Carolina really didn't have enough answers. I think that a lot of the guys in their backcourt, uh, Love and um, who's the other kid I'm trying to think of besides Kevin, uh, besides Caleb Love, uh, that's but, not Baycock. No, the, no, in, in their I'm sorry, in their front court uh, next it's to not Manic. No, it's is uh, it's another guard. But any, but anyway, they're 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 both they're both sophomores, so they got a couple years to develop and and really refine themselves. But I felt like they showed their age in the second half because they didn't take the opportunities to take over for UNC when Manic didn't have it going and Baycott was a shell of himself. So with that said, um, it felt like in the second half, Carolina had their opportunities early on in the second half, and um, the wheels started falling off once they couldn't capitalize on those opportunities and those shots. Um, I thought that Bill Self kept himself very composed. Uh, very composed. I thought that he didn't really overwhelm um, the team and panic them. Um, they played stout defense. They got out on the break and they made easy baskets and they just started picking away at things very early in the second half. So ultimately by the end, um, I think they, they took advantage and picked on Baycott and got a lot of easy stuff inside. And um, they just, they outlasted them. They, they played a great phenomenal second half. It's all about the team who's hot on top, right? And you talk about guard <laughs> RJ Davis. Yes. RJ Davis. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, perfect insight there. Can I ask Alex out of mm-hmm. from what you saw in this Kansas North Carolina game? Is there anyone here that really catches your eye that you think could be a draft lottery pick? And yeah. if so, who are those players? And where do you where do you think they could fit in the league? 
Yeah, so two guys in particular, O.J. Baji and Baycott. And I'll start with O.J. Baji. I mean, he's the prototype wing, um, you know, six seven, six eight, so to speak. Um, uh, long, physical, really lean, can run with all the other guys. Um, he he's a perfect fit for today's NBA on any on any uh, on anybody's uh, roster. But I like Baycott. The only contingency I have with him is to see how he's going to be able to. Um, sustain injury over over time because Mm -hmm. we know how these bigs you know how they age uh, especially with any injuries below the knee um, they don't get better as you get older and with him carrying a lot of weight such as himself um, that's something to keep an eye on but just skill talent you know skill and sheer talent he's the best on the floor from either either roster so I like both of those guys going in the NBA I think they're ready for the next um, the next step All right. Well, we'll definitely note that. And honestly, Alex, that's really all we got. It was just three simple games, but three significant ones. I thank you for you and Brandon's help killing it again or for the first time in the March Madness tournament. But you just killing it again in general. So we'll remember your we'll remember your picks for those two (laughs) players. Um, We'll see you soon. We got some NBA playoffs on the horizon. And we'll yes. keep growing this thing we all got going. So thank you so much, Alex. And uh, I'll let you say anything else if you have anything. Um, no, I mean I, I appreciate the I appreciate the opportunity covering the tournament. Um, it was a nice change of pace. I loved all the games this year. It's a whole hell of a lot of fun with the three of you got uh, the three of us. And um, I'm looking forward to the draft. I will say this weekend, my team going places, and I will be at Art Studios Tattoo Shop in Hartford. We're going to be showcasing our first community event for the year. We're looking to have over a hundred people and we'd love to see anybody in the Connecticut area come out and support. Excellent. Definitely. We'll be on the lookout for that. Appreciate you, Alex Renelio, and we'll see you really soon. Thank you, sir. Take care. Big thanks to Alex Renelio for another awesome, productive conversation. Thank you for your insights and thoughts on the Final Four weekend and National Championship. We appreciate you, bro. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We will be back tomorrow with an enormous, magnificent, and monumental productive conversation on the start of baseball. Opening day 2022 is tomorrow, and baseball is back with a full 162-game schedule, and it's going to be a special year. I just know it. Alex Young is joining me to discuss the baseball season, give our futures picks. We talk about the Yankees and the Mets, And we keep it real the whole time. And most importantly, we keep it productive. So hear me and Alex preview the baseball season tomorrow on the Productive Conversations podcast. And we'll see you all then. We'll be back on Friday after that with the WrestleMania show. And we re-recorded it on on Wednesday. And (laughs) it was a good time indeed. You do not want to miss that as well. So busy week, but a good week. And it's a good day for a good day. So we'll see you soon. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. 
talking all things baseball with Alex Young. Until then, love and peace. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. All right, see you later. All she needed was some.